Well, good morning. Morning. If you're here, say amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Well, welcome. This is our first time back together since the uh, COVID-19 mess. And uh, it's good to see all of you here. This is our first ever drive-in service. Yeah. Uh, we uh, consolidated lots of equipment and talent to uh, uh, bring this service this morning. Uh, uh, we want to pat Mike and, and Jackie on the back for all their hard work. God bless them for that. Yeah. want to bring you up to speed on what happened uh, and what's going on with me. I want, before I do that, uh, I want to thank each and every one of you for your prayers. Uh, there is a point when you're in desperation, when you can feel the prayers of the saints. And i got to tell you, I felt your prayers this past week. Uh, they installed three stents. I had a 99% blockage in my main or aorta, and they said I was real close to blowing it. And if it had blown, that would have been it. We never know. But I'm here today by the grace of God and the strength of prayer and the prayer of the saints, and I just want to thank you for that. And I want to thank God for that. God bless each and every one of you. We're going to have a, a wonderful time this morning. we got some rousing songs and an inspiring message. And we're going to praise the Lord for all the world to see. Uh, there may be people that are driving by that just get hit with the power of the Holy Ghost. And if that happens, it's okay, isn't it? Amen. Let's pray. Father, thank you for a beautiful day. Thank you for the sweetness of your spirit that is settled over this place right now. Let your anointing flow into each and every one of our hearts. Thank you, Lord, that we can feel you this morning. We can taste you this morning. Touch us. We need it. So desperately, your presence. Thank you that after such an absence, we are able to gather again. We thank you that you're going to close the gap for us so that we can all come back together. Thank you, Lord, that in the interim, your church has not died, but has gotten strength, has become stronger, has become more aware of what we can do in you. Thank you, Lord, for exposing us to the possibilities when we follow you. Bless us as we praise. Bless us as we pray. Bless us as we worship you this morning. We'll be so careful to thank you for that in Jesus' name and everybody said. Amen. Are we good? So, get Anna a hand. Or a Thank you, Jesus. Bless the name, bless the name, bless the name of Jesus. 
some people can see Pray for people all around the city. Praying people for people all around the county, around the state, around the nation, around the world. God. Lord Jesus, send your power to set captives free. Mentally, spiritually, emotionally, financially. Lord, people need breakthrough. We need direction from you. We need intervention from you, Lord. We need visitation of your glory, Lord. You're the only one who can make sins out of this mess, God. Send your glory down, God.
Some of it from the sun, but we feel your glory. Mm -hmm. That's right. Sky full of angels, feeling your glory. Send you bless your name, bless your name, bless your name, bless your name, bless your name. Lord, this feels a little different, but we know you're the same. Yesterday, today, and forever, you're the same. This is a little bit weird this morning doesn't feel quite normal, but you're normal. You are our normal, Lord. Our circumstances are not our normal. You are our normal, Lord. I thank you, God, that you never change. We thank you, Lord, for your spirit moving among us right now and just overflowing over the property lines, out into the highway. And we thank you for the anointing that's just coming over these cars that are driving past, Lord. We thank you for the blessings that's flowing off of this driveway and creating a, a heavenly roadblock that people have to just drive through. Just a puddle of grace and glory just flowing over the whole city right now. We bless you, Lord. We bless you, Lord. We bless you, Lord. We looked at the people that couldn't be here. Um, we pray you bless them. And we pray, Lord, that maybe as this video goes out later, you, uh, that blessing would still, that anointing would just flow off of the videos, off of that YouTube channel. And then you touch people where they are. People who feel chained up. People who feel hopeless. People, people who feel helpless. People who feel angry. People who want things to change, uh, but, but, but the change is too hard, Lord. I pray that you would reveal yourself to them. Not because we sang a song. Um, not because we had the right words to say. But I just pray, Lord, that there would be a visitation. A divine visitation right now. Um, in this place, and, and even through this video, as people view it later on. A divine visitation of your spirit, Lord, that you would touch them, that you would change them. We just thank you, Lord, that you are, even when we can't see it or feel it, you are working. Hallelujah. And we thank you that you're working here in the midst of all this craziness. And we thank you that you're working in the lives of those people who are viewing this video, the people that we love and care about and people we here, and people that we've never even met, Lord, but Praise and honor and glory in the matchless name of Jesus and everybody honk. Amen. Alright. Let me uh, let me just hear. How many of you are excited that we're here today? How many of you are sick and tired of the coronavirus? Take that! Take that, coronavirus! We're sick of you. There you go. How many of you are, are ready for things to get back to normal? No, no. No, not normal. Uh, I got some news for y'all. Now's a trick question. I was just messing with you. Because, I mean, you remember the very first message that, we, the very first lockdown message I did, uh, I shared a word from uh, from John Alexander. I mean, he didn't know it was a word, necessarily. He just knew that he was praying, and all of a sudden he had this insight. 
Remember what that was? He was he was praying. Uh, God, uh, we just want to get back to normal. We just uh, people want to get back to their businesses. People want to go around without masks. People want to go around without the fear of uh, this disease. People want to be able to get back and live in their life. And clearly, God spoke to him and said, uh, "Wait, do you really want to go back to normal? Do you really want to go back there?" You, um, uh, so here's what I, I, I mean, you know, the world is messed up. Um, I don't know if you noticed that or not. Here's one of the ways I know the world is messed up. Just by watching the way people are behaving under the coronavirus. Come on. Uh, and uh, it seems like we're, you know, our country today is in a position where people can fight about anything. Uh, and the bigger the problem is, the more people fight about it. Uh, so many disagreements, so much confusion, and a lot of anger. In case I haven't reminded you about this lately, anger is always a secondary emotion. Whenever you're feeling anger, it's always an indication that you're afraid of something. Anger is a secondary emotion. It's always caused by fear. And there's a lot of fear in the country right now. Uh, and there's a lot of people who, who try to feel uh, a sense of power by spreading fear. It doesn't make a difference which side or which opinion you are. There are a lot of people that are just feeding fear, spreading fear, uh, creating people, creating motivation that, uh, that's, that's fear-based. And there's not anything that, uh, not, not anything godly about fear. Amen? We got in? Um, so, uh, let me tell you something. I believe that there's an opportunity right here, right now, for I think I, to resist the urgency to go back to normal. I think right here, right now, is the opportunity for us to be open to new things that God wants to do. I think that God, I think God's plan in this coronavirus that's sweeping around the world is to usher in a new way for the body of Christ to relate to the world and to reveal his glory to people, to, to break down uh, spiritual strongholds. Because when people are afraid, when people are confused, when people are struggling and upset and worried, they are also open to new solutions. There are, there are some people who haven't been interested in talking about Jesus for years that are suddenly a little bit more open to it, a little bit more interested in it, a little bit more like, okay, uh, maybe God is moving. Maybe God is on the throne. Maybe, maybe this is too big for me to handle. So, uh, Holy Spirit reminded me of Isaiah 61. Isaiah wrote Isaiah 61 during a time when their world was turned upside down. Uh, the nation of Israel was in chaos for most of the time that Isaiah was writing. There was something crazy, all sorts of crazy things going on. 
and not only were there crazy things going on around, there were crazy things going on in Israel. There were people who weren't honoring God, who were just in it for themselves, especially spiritual leaders, religious leaders, had uh, their own little clique, their own little way of doing things. And, and they, weren't, they weren't honoring God. They weren't uh, following the law. They were just doing what looked right in their own eyes. In Isaiah 61, God brings this word to us, Isaiah for him to declare. It's also one of the primary scriptures that Jesus used to announce his ministry during his time on earth. It starts like this. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me. And, and just, let's just make it clear. The Spirit of the Lord is upon you. Amen. Isaiah, it's not, it wasn't just for Isaiah saying this for his time. It wasn't just Jesus saying it for his time. This is this is a declaration and a commission that is true for us now. The Spirit of the Lord God is upon me because the Lord has anointed me and you 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 and y'all. The Lord has anointed me to bring good news to the afflicted. How many people need good news right now? How many people in this world need good news? We need good news. How many people in the world need good news right now? They, every time they, they look on the internet or turn on the TV, all they're getting is bad news, worse news. You know, my uh, my daughter-in-law teaches school in Houston Elementary, and uh, her mother is the school nurse at Dripping Springs Elementary, and they're trying to figure out if there's going to be school in, this fall. Um, it, it, all the, the public school experts are in agreement that that based on the information we have now, people, they're not, nobody's going to open up public schools under the, the way that they were operating before the coronavirus. Um, there's a lot of confusion about how, um, how to move forward, but right now, uh, Melissa's mother says at Dripping Springs, opening school is plan B. They're, they're actually working on another plan to try to get kids education because they're not sure they can open up on uh, in August. So that there's fear and there's confusion everywhere. People need some good news. God has anointed you. Even Anna standing behind the camera. God has anointed us to bring good news to the afflicted. He sent us to bind up the brokenhearted. He sent us to proclaim liberty to captives. How many people feel like they're in jail right now? Just sort of. So, so maybe you can go to HEV. Uh, and I stand in the line. You know, so you have to, honestly, you have to really be starving to go to HEV right now. Or just like Peggy says, desperately out of Dr. Pepper. Uh, because that line, I'm, I'm, so. Uh, proclaim liberty to captives and freedom to prisoners. We are all not just prisoners to fear, we're prisoners to systems that are intended to try to keep us safe, but in the meantime they're driving us crazy and, it, and it's stifling and stealing our joy. We are here to proclaim, I love this part, the favorable year of the Lord. Come on. The favorable Woo. year of the Lord. In the middle of everything that's going on right now, Y'all, we are living in 
the favorable year of the Lord. Because when when Jesus is on the throne, it's always the favorable year of the Lord. Because God is always faithful. And wait, have, I, have y'all heard that before? God is always faithful. This is the favorable year of the Lord. People struggling with the coronavirus are looking around saying, what do I do? What's this all about? I'm driving crazy. I'm so frustrated. I'm tired of hearing this. I want to go back to normal. They're putting their eyes on circumstances. They should be, we should all be putting your eyes on King Jesus and declaring his, the year of his favor. We are all, because of the, the blood of Jesus and the power of the Holy Spirit, we are all, even right now, able to live in the year of his favor. All right? Thank you, Lord. Now, some of you, I'm just telling you this because, because you won't really admit it if I don't tell it to you. Some of you haven't been focused. You're not getting up in the morning right now. So I'm so glad to be living in the year of God's favor. Most of the time when you're getting up in the morning, what are you, what are you saying? Well, I know Chuck. <laughs> Chuck is like, that's right. Make sure we're still here. Um, there's always, um, we're focused on so many other things that aren't uh, celebrating his favor. Um, we're going to proclaim, listen to this. Here's the rest of our assignment. Comfort all who mourn. And grant those who mourn in Zion and give them a garland instead of ashes, the oil of gladness instead of mourning, the mantle of praise instead of the spirit of fainting. How many of you know what that spirit of fainting feels like? I mean, Mike does. Mike was experiencing the spirit of fainting just last weekend. Uh, but now he's walking and leaping. Well, no, not, no leaping yet. But, but the spirit of fainting is gone. That's right. The power of the Holy Spirit and some good doctors, the power the spirit of fainting is gone. So they will be called the oaks of righteousness, the planting of the Lord, that he may be glorified. Hallelujah. Thank you. The world is struggling with helplessness and hopelessness right now, and anger and frustration. And who and they don't find much good news. They're grasping at every straw of what might look like good news. And whatever straw they're grasping is, you know what it is? It's, it's just a straw, it's just grass. What, what they're looking at and going after in terms of hope, that isn't hope. Um, that's something else that's going to dry up and blow away. That's something else that might be completely different six months from now. Um, we have an opportunity to bring the entire world into understanding what's like to live in the favor of the Lord. Uh, yeah, faith, not fear. And there still might be rules. I don't know what this disease is doing. And if you think you do, you don't. I, I just read this morning some some very reputable detailed information about new information they're finding out all the time about the way this virus behaves that nobody's ever seen before in the history of the world. Uh, three months, two, you know, three months ago, people felt like they knew what this that this disease was, and oh, it's just going to be this, it's just going to be this, it's just going to be this. And every week now, as they study more and more cases, there's like doctors doing double takes saying, wait, we, we never saw that thing. But how is that even possible? Uh, we've never seen a virus that behaves like this before. So, I, so, so there may still need to be some rules. And there, there may still be using lots of wisdom. But you can still move in faith instead of fear. Amen. But depending on who you put your faith in. If you bring your faith in 
uh, governments and epidemiologists instead of your faith in Jesus. Uh, if, you're, if you're putting your eyes, if you're trying to celebrate uh, a hope in them instead of a hope in Jesus, then you're just going to you're going to be sorely disappointed. Uh, we aren't going to. The only way to be called the oaks of the of righteousness, the planting of the Lord, so that He may be glorified, is if we put our hope and our confidence in Him and rest in His His favor and know that we are living in His favor. The world may feel broken, but we don't. We are not part of the broken world. We are a chosen race, a royal priesthood, a people for His own possession. We belong to Him, and He is faithful. And because of all of this, we go on just a little bit more in Isaiah 61. And we walk in obedience to this. Here's the promise. They will rebuild the ancient ruins. And they will raise up the former devastations. Listen, the one thing that you see consistently in the news about the coronavirus is that whatever happens when we get a handle on this, the world is not going to be the same ever again. Some things have changed in there, you can't unchange them. And maybe some of its progress, some of its devastation. Uh, there, will be, there will be a need for intercessors and ministers of the gospel. There will be a need for the body of Christ to step in, to rebuild ancient ruins, to raise up former de devastation, to repair ruined cities. The, the body of Christ in a lot of different places, including right here in Bernie County, is coming together to repair ruined cities and ruined families and people that are on their last uh, legs trying to figure out how they're going to get by. The body of Christ is coming together to be an agent for redemption and change. And this is God's plan. This has always been God's plan. Uh, I'm not going to say that God invented the coronavirus. I'm saying that anytime there is an opportunity, God will, will use whatever situation we are in to bring glory to himself and to bring healing and redemption where there's nothing but brokenness. Amen. So, uh, they're going to repair the ruined cities, the desolation of many generations, a lot of things that have been broken, even generational curses that flow down in families, body of Christ is coming together, can minister to families and bring healing where there's been nothing but hopelessness for generations. Uh, you will be called the priest of the Lord. You will be spoken of as ministers of our God. You will eat the wealth of nations, and their riches will be, will, you will boast. Instead of your shame, I love this, instead of your shame, you will get a double portion. And instead of humiliation, they will shout for you. Therefore, you will possess a double portion in the land, and everlasting joy will be spread abroad. Okay, right now we're looking at the brokenness. But God's promise... God's promise is that we are called to be agents of redemption and restoration and deliverance. This has always been God's plan. I mean, this is Isaiah wrote like 700 years before Jesus was born. Jesus preached the same message when he came. This is consistent. This is part of the heart of God. And it is true today. And it's our assignment today. Stop believing. Stop putting your faith in the news. Stop letting the news manipulate you and cause you to panic. All, all this is are multiple opportunities.
to experience the Lord's favor in the middle of a catastrophe in ways that will bring him glory and start to put back together things that have been broken and restore them and redeem them in a way. Now, I've got a close friend, uh, Daniel Teresi, who's the head of Austin's Relief Network. Daniel and a bunch of people that are doing the prophetic, but he's the anchor out are really preaching very strongly right now that they believe that something amazingly cataclysmic is going to hit the nation and possibly the world in 2024. I'm not going to go into all the stuff. I'm just, and, and I can't tell for sure that I believe it because people have been saying this for like 2,000 years. But, but, but the heart of God is stirring some people up that I trust that are saying, get ready, get ready, get ready, get ready, get ready, get ready, because the coronavirus is just an appetizer to something that could be bigger and scarier, which only means a bigger, more powerful opportunity to lift up the name of Jesus. So, so, so where is it? Which one of those minor prophets is it? Uh, where it says, there will come a time when all the lost people of the earth will, will run and grab somebody that, uh, that knows God and says, please take me with you. Please help me. I want to know what you know. I want to know who you know. I want to go where you're going. Please tell me how to know God. That day is here and it's accelerating. Do you hear me? That day is here and it's accelerating. So instead of, of just staring out the window and saying, boy, I can't wait for things to get back to normal. Fix your eyes on Jesus. And say, God, I want to know your new normal. I want to know I want to know you and what normal what it's like, what it's normally like to live in the kingdom. Amen. I want to flow with you and whatever you say is normal. I want my life with you to be normal. I I'm less interested in how long the line is at the grocery store. I'm I'm more interested, Lord, in knowing that I don't have to stand in line to be in your presence. And give me, Lord, give me grace and insight into your kingdom to be, uh, to bring good news to the afflicted, bind up brokenhearted, proclaim liberty to captives, freedom to prisoners, proclaim the favorable year of the Lord to comfort those who mourn, give them a garland instead of ashes, the oil of gladness instead of mourning, and a mantle of praise instead of a spirit of fainting. Are we ready for the world to have a mantle of praise instead of a spirit of fainting? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. The praise we give you glory, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Father, in the name of Jesus, we know that God is bigger than the boogeyman. He's bigger than Godzilla and the monsters on TV. And you are bigger, God, than anything that the coronavirus can throw at us. But Lord, help give us grace to take our eyes off of the coronavirus and all the drama that's associated with it. It's just noise, Lord. Help us to see through that and to hear your voice. 
and to seek your glory and to and to be an agent of good news because right now people really need it in jesus name amen oh Amen. That's right. So I, some people have worn, Cindy says, some people have worn masks their whole lives. Uh, at least we can take ours off. They can't without the help of the Holy Spirit. God bless you. Thank you, dear. Take one of these. Oh, yeah. Does everyone have a communion problem? Does everybody have a communion cup and wafer? Does anybody needs one? Mike's got some over here. Okay. This is a little different to be sure. And on the top, make sure that you can see that there's a there's a lid or a, a clear plastic on top of we'll just call it on top of the purple. It will access the wafer. Then oh, yeah. you pull the purple to access the juice. That, can you see that? Now that's a trick. It is a trick. Meanwhile, this is different. God hasn't changed. God's still faithful. Let's pray. Father, because of what we hold in our hands, that's how we know. When you said, when you were on the cross and you said, it's finished. You meant what you said. There was nothing more. Nothing more that would ever need to be done. It was once and for all. Paul still reminded us, the way he described it, he described to the church at Corinth, he described to them a time, he said, it was a night that that you were betrayed.